Hello and welcome to Dealer's Choice. Thanks for joining us. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. And this time we have a new dealer and this is his choice. Welcome, Dom. Hello. Thank you for coming. Thank you for showing us this movie. Thank you Thank again you for, for showing me. We, me we're, we're speeding through this. This, yeah. this went way yeah. too quick. So what did everyone like about the movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is this? Thor, Love and Thunder? Yeah, we're not all over the shop. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get Thanks there. for listening. <laughs> Next week. I've heard, I've heard about Thor, Love and Thunder. I don't think I'm going to watch that until it comes out on Disney+. Plus. Well, that's not what we watched today, is it? No. no. We what do we watch, Dom? Today. We watched a propaganda movie. <laughs> we watched a damn leftist propaganda movie. Dom. Yes, we did. I'm I'm slowly trying to convert you all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Or you've succeeded with one of us. Yeah. Sorry, oh, still firmly <laughs> on the far right. Uh, firmly. <laughs> it will never move from the far right. Oh, it couldn't be further from the truth. National okay. populist. That's what you like to describe mm. yourself as. <laughs> Dom, what is this movie? Uh, this movie is The Kangaroo Chronicles. And what is it about? Because I feel like we should do a well, different one. I think you might want to give some context to what this movie is, what it like is based on. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so, uh, the Kangaroo Chronicles. It's a German film, twenty twenty. I want to say that's what I saw. Twenty twenty yeah, release. That, yeah. Um, about a communist kangaroo. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's oh. that's the basics in modern of Germany. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Said contemporaneously, I I was. This is how the movie was pitched to me: was, do you want to watch a German comedy about a communist kangaroo? And I said, of course. Yeah. How oh, come? That makes sense. How come? Yeah. How come I'm only hearing about this now? Yes. This came mm. out two years ago. That, I, do you know what? I'm surprised. Having known you, f- that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's based on um a a, a book. A set of books or just a book? Um, I think it, I think it's it, there's a couple books, but they're kind of anthologies. Yeah, okay. um, I haven't read the books. I I, I know very little about them. Hmm. Um, except you don't to read say German, that. so exactly. Yeah, but I could, but it'd all be Greek to me. Um, <laughs> clearly, oh. they were popular. At what? I mean, they were clearly <laughs> That's a pop- funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, what? Oh, okay. they, were, they were clearly popular enough to have spawned a movie, exactly, which is exactly. Uh, um, you know, and breaking news, getting a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Based god! Based on the second of the, the, the book series, the wow. kangaroo conspiracy. It's Can't cool. wait. But this the is about girl the kangaroo. Who the kangaroo's nest is the third one. <laughs> <laughs> this is about the kangaroo chronicles. Should uh, I read you a quick plot summary, please? Though? Because I'm still not entirely sure what I just said. Okay, saw. well, IMDb says it's a comedy based on the radio comedy and best-selling books and audiobooks by Mark Uwe Kling. So it was also a, a, a radio or podcast series. So that's series, why I they think. had the intro with it. They're talking to each other because it I th- was yes, probably I think a nod so. to the radio comedy. It's very, it's very much the um, the German version of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and that said this spans all sorts of media. Yeah. Yeah, fucking A. But it is at its core about a man uh, living in a, a tiny apartment in yep. uh, Germany and uh, who one day, a kangaroo rocks up. And I, I must stress at the outset, it is never explained why it's a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. There appears no. to be no, no, no reason, reason in the text yeah. that, that for it to be a kangaroo and not just a bloke. There's no explanation <laughs> as to how it travelled from Australia, why the kangaroo can speak German. Mm-hmm. What is it doing in Germany? <laughs> Sorry, and, and wait, most importantly, no, you forget no explanation it as did, to it did actually explain it's an endangered species. It's which like is one wrong. of the last. It's no, it's a specific European kind of kangaroo, 
I'm pretty sure it's one of the last of its kind. I feel like the kangaroo was bullshitting. Oh. <laughs> I can I can feel like this episode of the podcast is a little bit like a BuzzFeed uh, news article. You know, yeah. four Aussies react to kangaroo <laughs> propaganda in Germany. Like, this is know. the thing. So so we're once again running into no. the problem of me Buzz bringing feed. a foreign movie into the thing and oh. not really having all the context yeah. for from yes. its sort of intended audience, right? Yeah. So I'm sure there are some cracking German jokes in there. Mm. <laughs> from my perspective. Honestly, um, I feel like we did an okay job of keeping up with the commentary on that. Because I, I, th- I think so. I think it might might swing a bit, like it might hit a bit closer if you maybe are German. Yeah. But there was a whole bunch of shit in there and I was like, oh, okay, I think I understand exactly what they're trying to say. Yeah, I think, I think from a political perspective, it deals with a lot of the same things that we're seeing happening and the, and all the around main, the world at the moment. It wasn't subtle. Yeah, no, it message. certainly wasn't. <laughs> no, but it didn't really... Wasn't trying to be. Uh, no, like, it was yeah. also a kangaroo. <laughs> no, but it's not like oh, you know, you got to really sort of lean in and understand. Yeah, no, yeah that okay. doesn't there would inherently be some, mean that it's bad. There would be some nuances bad. that we wouldn't get for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I don't think the political commentary is one of them. I mean, marsupials aren't generally known for their political nuance. This so is true. I'm I'm not surprised. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was really hoping you'd say mammals, and it'd be like easy animal farm plug there, but. <laughs> No, you're right. Koalas generally are a bit... No, I've got nothing here. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I like the movie. I thought it was okay. I think it dragged for a bit and I got over the joke after a Mm -hmm. while. But I do like... uh, I do like that it's a current Mm. piece of political satire that is talking about actual problems that are... Uh, a lot of, you know, different Western cultures are engaging with. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting because I don't think that our modern media generally has the balls to do stuff like that. And it, it's mm. interesting that it's a popular phenomenon that this, like, it's getting a sequel. It's insane yeah, to me. right, yeah. So clearly clearly, it's resonating with someone. Mm. So uh, I think ju- just to give some context, so uh, yes, movie is about communist kangaroo, um, but the basic plot outline is that uh, there is a, a, a kind of, you know, political sort of tr- Donald Trump type um, figure that is... Um, uh, you know, right wing um, wants to. I, I don't know. It, it feels like a very like Donald Trump cross Boris Johnson, <laughs> given the hair. It's, um, it's, it's, but a, it's he's essentially a right wing sort of political figure. It's a phenomenon that, that's um, more and more common in the West. In the last yes, fifteen man, years, yeah, is for just, sure. It's just an explosion of right wing political. Yeah, and the basic conceit of the film is that he wants to right kind of pave things. over a park and build this giant tower. Yeah. Um, but he also wants in, to in, in appearance. Yeah, um, push, push his country more to a nationalist perspective. And he, like, yeah. there's all this, uh, that's the sort of underline of it is that like he fraternizes with like Nazis and he's okay with that. And like he wants to push his country more towards that. But he also wants that to be done on an international scale. He's part of this conglomerate of international mm-hmm. nationalists, which is a strange thing, but <laughs> is, is something that, you know, we saw in politics. We did see a huge swing to the right across the whole Western mm-hmm. world. Anyway, that's what I liked about the movie. I was yeah, like, oh, that's interesting. So then it's fundamentally about how this this man and his uh, communist kangaroo housemate um, interact with with this guy trying to squatter. essentially take over their city. city Not house, squatter, is, squatter is squatter is the correct term. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the guy himself is is just very oh, passive. But I don't know yeah. if that's his character arc mm. or if that's just who he is. He's supposed to be passive, and like you know, he's just sitting there and watching all these different people. Do their different interactions. Yes, well, I mean, what what does he describe? The kangaroo he quite clearly claims him that he's a um, 
a communist, and then uh, Mark Uwe, who is the main character, claims yeah. that he is uh, an anarchist. And no, the kangaroo claims he's an anarchist, I think. Or no, no, no he Mark, does as well. He does. Yeah. He says he's an anarchist, at which point the kangaroo, the kangaroo says, great, we can be friends until the revolution starts, yeah. then things will get tricky, yeah. which might yeah. be my favourite. <laughs> which is a great... <laughs> my yeah. favourite line from the film. <laughs> There's great delivery in that line, yeah. I like <laughs> that is. a lot. Um, hell yeah. And then he also lives in a building with a, I think, also anarchist hacker lady. Yeah. Who's mm. just a general, like... She seems like a general leftist sort of protest. Single mom. That's a single mom. Yeah. Uh, but then also like uh, German immigrants, people who are like, it's, I think they're second generation German. That's why they've got uh, Frederick. Yeah. Their names are like prominent German figures mm-hmm. from history. Um, and, and so it's a bit of a melting pot like that. Yeah. yeah and so I, I guess it's fundamental at its core. It is a film about this sort of, um, you know, group of of people that kind of represent this sort of, you know, leftists don't have a lot of like oh, material I wealth mean, it's, and all it's, of that. And coming if you've up seen against, don't mess with the Zohan. It's the same plot as don't mess with the Zohan. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! It is. He does <laughs> fuck the grandma. <laughs> yeah, you've you, you've got this ragtag kind of group of people coming up against this, you know, big bad that is this yep. kind of right wing thing. And it just so happens that one of them is a kangaroo. Mm. Um, it is not explained why it's a kangaroo. Mm. I don't know if that's some great German joke. I have absolutely no idea. I feel, like expense, I, don't know. I feel like it's just a kangaroo. You keep bringing that up. You feel like, I feel like you were personally insulted by this and I feel like that's weird. Originally well, I was. Why? Yeah, the film started and I was like, this is one of our cultural icons. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you <laughs> mean? What are you putting the kangaroo on? Where, like, on TikTok, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could find like, so many different videos of kangaroos scratching their balls, and that's just as Australian and iconic as any other yeah, noble sentiment. to say about the kangaroo as the... Why does it need to be saying anything? Why oh, is the, it film is, the film is actively trying to say things. Yeah. Why is it a kangaroo? Politics. Like, why is it a kangaroo? Because maybe... Okay, the only thought I can <laughs> is have is... Is it with a giraffe? Like, what? Like, well, the only thought I can have is... Well, it's like, you know, it's Why pick an kind of as tall as a person. It can box. It's not very weird for it to be anthropomorphized. Whereas if it was like a rabbit, that's too small. Or a dog, that you're not going to see a dog walking around on two legs. It's one of the only animals that... Kangaroo is also an inherently funny animal. Yeah. I take it it's back. Like, it's like Obviously, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with the kangaroo imagery. <laughs> it's like there's boxing clowns. You smack them once, they come back up. That's a kangaroo, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> I'm glad to see that this movie incited anger in you. It did. <laughs> as soon as it made I, you laugh. As soon as I saw the kangaroo, yeah. I was perplexed, mm. then annoyed, mm-hmm. then angry, and then I let the film wash over me and I ended up enjoying it. That was this cycle that I went through. <laughs> in this uh, A true character. Yeah, it I was. It, it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then they, then they throw out there, you know, uh, the first rule of boxing club is you don't talk about boxing club. Yeah, you got well, real mad. I at was the like, movie okay, here we yeah. go. So apparently, this is something that the book does a lot, right? Is it? like lots and lots of pop culture references. I, I did write down the ones that I managed to clock. Um, mm-hmm. I, run for I'd be run. interested to see what else you guys had. Uh, certainly, the Fight Club reference. I don't yep. know what specifically it was, but the very beginning where it's like, oh, let's go back to the Big Bang. I I was a bit annoyed <laughs> with that. I was like, okay, that's. Not really a joke, and I've seen. I think I've seen that specific sure. joke in yeah, other the Big things. Bang Theory. But the more it went into it, I was like, I, that that joke, like in the retrospect of the entire film, I'm fine with it. That's yeah, fine. I think it's interesting the fourth wall stuff. Um, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. It just seemed like all that shit was just incredibly meta. But yeah. then they turned the commentary off, and it stopped being about it being meta. Yeah. So fine. I think I think having having read just a little bit of the context just now, and yeah. sort of how the book is structured. Mm. 
and um, things like that. I think it kind of makes sense for it for to it be to that because be like yeah. it is it is kind of um, it is is written by this um, guy and and the main character is sort of this self insert, mm. um, and so it's sort of well, yeah. The main guy is the, like the guy who wrote it. He's called Mark Iwer. Yeah, exactly. Well. I saw um, Mark McLean. So the exact same. No, yeah. it, it is essentially. a... I, I guess a fictionalized version of himself, right in the book yeah. and then in the t- in the TV show, and so the the character that speaks at the beginning, I don't know if that's actually his voice what? talking about that. So it, it, it all the ties in really. So the kangaroo is him as well. it's him talking to himself. So it's all very very convoluted and meta. But I think how many kind paychecks is that guy the cashing vibe. in? Exactly. Like, good on him. Like, yeah, good on it. The, the yeah. royalty payments. I'm going to be EP, but I'm also talent, but I'm also uh, the writer. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of pop culture references, I wrote down Fight Club. Then um, a bit of Sherlock Holmes with the fight, the first fight scene with the Nazis. Um, I noticed a lot of the music in the background is very rem- reminiscent of Sherlock yeah. Holmes. It's we the did. same like four Isn't the guy Richie's? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we definitely had uh, the Forrest Gump reference and the Pulp Fiction reference. Yep. Pulp Fiction reference was spectacular. I, I liked that. I thought uh, that was actually pulled off really funny. And then the Big Lebowski with the rug. Um, oh yeah! Yes, yes. Holy shit! Oh, that I didn't. Thank you, Doc. Yeah, yeah. He, he does wake up to um, I got you, babe. So that's Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the whole you fudged the soil report is a little bit you switched the samples from the fugitive. So I'm going to claim that as a reference. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, followed not the, not by the line from the, like or the bit from the fugitive that I would want to rip. But that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't kill my wife. I don't, I don't care. care. Uh, followed by God, that movie's great. We should watch the fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> followed by um, the uh, rules are just guidelines from parts of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that uh, the fight scene in the bar feels quite Scott Pilgrim to me. I was and then thinking, we wrap uh, it up mm, with sure um, the German police not caring about your bicycle being stolen, which I'm going to claim as a reference to Norris's favourite film, Bicycle Thieves. It's, one of them. it's up there. Oh, um, I, I was thinking the bar itself was a bit short of the dead. I mean, it certainly is. The right? it, yeah, but I suppose yeah. it's but just a that's European just, it's bar. A, it's, that's just what bars are like uh, in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. But that's certainly loaded with like pop culture references. Yeah, the um, charge up and the fight. and the, Yeah, that was very Scott Pilgrim. That video uh, game yeah. overlay. Yeah, 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 a bit yeah. there. I did love the Pulp Fiction scene and yeah. then the Big Lebowski mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. reference. Big Lebowski, I Always. Know. I mean, they it's even said it really tied great. the room together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that one's, that one's oh. pretty on the nose. <laughs> that's even better because I didn't... Oh, that's fantastic. And I'm sure there's so many more in there that yeah, I'm sure. missed, yeah. right? Like, so I, I enjoy that. Like, I think I think they had a lot of fun putting this together. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, I do appreciate that it didn't seem... <clears throat> as with the theme of the last like four movies we watched, didn't seem to take itself too seriously as well, which is great. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is great. <laughs> Just for the movie trying to say what it says uh, and like, do wish that the story wasn't so much needed. Wish yeah, it could be sure, more sure. talking about like making its jokes and talking about its mm, current political mm. setting without it having to be, oh, this is a hero's arc and he's certainly, definitely the hero and he's not just an observer. And he yeah, literally I, has no agency until he gets arrested and he's like, well, I've had enough of this then. Mm. I think like like when it, when you boil down to it, if you take away the kangaroo, um, it, it's quite a simple plot at yeah. the end, and yeah. and the political messaging is very on the nose. Yeah. Um, you know, you dress it up with kangaroo and the jokes, and it makes it fun. Uh, but you know, it's not a particularly deep film. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought. No. I wouldn't have said. Agreed. Morgan, Morgan, you've said like two things. That was the second one. <laughs> that you just said there. Um. Yeah. <laughs> In the book. He, mm. The kangaroo uh, fought for the Viet Cong in the Vietnam War. That's why he says Viet Cong. 
I'm right. Yeah, I did. I did fact. wonder. That isn't that. That I am. I am so <laughs> puzzled by this kangaroo's backstory. He's, so he's lived gone a to life. Germany yeah. I mean, wow. via Vietnam. <laughs> oh, even more From insulting Australia. to your right wing tendencies. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just trying to understand. Apparently, he was born in Vietnam. The in, kangaroo. In the book. There you go. That makes sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. What, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, do you think there have been no lions born in England? That that's what, like that almost sounds like a profound statement. It, 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 it is on the edge of like really dumb and really profound. At oh, it is insane. <laughs> I know it is dumb, but, but no. answer my question. No, I refuse. You, uh, you don't think there's been lions? Is born there in not lions born in England? England? <laughs> <laughs> Do we know for Yorick? For there are no lions born well, in England. I'm not going past this, Alex. We are. We're moving on. Do we know if the kangaroo was? Um, like born in the wild, or did he escape from a zoo, or what? What's the context? Uh, the deepest Peru. Well, as with most kangaroos, he kind of well, the, the the fruit flowered, and then the kangaroo he fell out of the tree, and then he ran off. So he was, he was he was you might say just born behind the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah born behind the bar, he just <laughs> fell out. Like quite preconditioned or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I enjoy it. I think I, you know, I, I like I like things that are a little bit absurd. And I, I think it's a pretty. Decent I think it's quite a one. fun movie to watch, and and I I I mean I think the kangaroo is spectacularly done. Like I want to know what the budget for this uh, movie was because it's like special effects wise. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, like the kangaroo itself is a bit too furry. Yeah, the kangaroo, but uh, and doesn't jump. Wise, the kangaroo shat me up the walls sometimes. <laughs> Kangaroo's but, a dick. Yeah, Kangaroo's a massive dick. And then and then when his friend is like, I've had enough of you treating me like shit, he's like, why? Yeah, Kangaroo's <laughs> an asshole. But also just pretty funny. Having, you know, like living in Australia and and, you know, having experienced oh. kangaroos, I feel like they're assholes. Maybe so. maybe that was a biting social commentary on us. We're maybe, assholes. maybe we are assholes. Either it's a commentary on us abroad. It's not. And us being really hideous no. people. Abroad. It can't be because the, really the, the German woman was the bartender, not the kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a commentary on uh, you know Scott Morrison's interaction with Macron and how we annoy no, him. No, because this is a 2020 movie. And I, assume, <laughs> I assume the book would have been written a couple of years yeah. before it. So mm-hmm. no, you're wrong. You're an idiot. <laughs> The sequel. <laughs> the sequel, on the other hand, with the penguin. Oh, my God. That'd be so good if there was a sequel that ScoMo featured in. I would love that. So my understanding also is also, Macron sequel. is the pre- president of France. <laughs> yes, I understand. We have a good relationship with Germany, but not with France. Do we? <laughs> Angela Merkel and now... Uh, I Kassler think you need Olaf. to w- read these books. <laughs> I, think, I think we all need to expand our mind here. In a kangaroo's sense. I'm just confused about why it's a kangaroo. And I Would never it be better? Really I am it. also quite confused as yeah. to why it's a kangaroo. I mean, if you're like writing a children's book to indoctrinate them. Yeah, right. Like, like you pick sense. something weird. Mm. Kangaroos are funky. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm sure that like now that like the media is like worldwide, I'm sure there's like lots of kids around the world who are like mystified by the idea of a kangaroo because mm. they didn't grow up here. Yeah. It's probably something very interesting to them. Like how? It's like, I, I don't like know. possum magic. I don't know who's telling me this, but someone like they, they're like, yeah, they're, I think I heard this somewhere, but yeah, they have family in England um, and they have like a little nephew and they sent, they, they, they sent them a book about a kangaroo and they loved it because they like haven't been to Australia and like, it's very, yeah, kangaroos are mystical to like people who don't live here. 
Yeah, I think it's you know it's exotic and and you know we've got a story where um you've got a lead character that's an immigrant like that's cool I like that um yeah I, I don't immigrant <laughs> had nowhere to stay not no, wanted into this <laughs> no, it's just becoming more <laughs> and really more right <laughs> I'm kind of for it how do, do you, you know, think sorry, how do you know the kangaroo is an illegal immigrant there was no passport and the no police were excuse looking me for excuse them. me well, do you we think don't that he has know no why rights the <laughs> Uh, so you kind of fall on the side no, of the businessman in this, no, in this no, movie. No, not at That's all. Really all I'm saying is that the film really annoyed me when he comes in and basically just happens to talk himself into living with this guy. So you think it's about colonialism? I, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Re- reverse colonialism, where the colonised come back. <laughs> um I, I find it really interesting because I made a comment when that scene was going on that you were <laughs> you were the passive, away, you were uh, the passive who would let someone and I, I feel like that's reflected in how mad you are <laughs> because you would be furious at him because you've had to live with him for years because you couldn't say no to him. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh fuck it up. Um, I I oh god I think I want to read these books. See me too. To be honest, like <laughs> they sound pretty good. They have been translated I into would, English. Yeah, they maybe. haven't been or they have. They have. Oh good. I would like a better script, better writing for this movie because there are funny jokes in there. But damn, sometimes it's just it also like, feels like it's very meandering. It'll yeah. be like, it's like it'll be like oh like we it's like it's like oh they attacked us we attack them let's go and fuck around and celebrate for a bit oh and then it's like. Surely there was like a better through line you could have done mm. here. But it was just kind of like them playing pranks on each other until it was like, now we're do- doing a heist. Mm. And almost <laughs> like nothing gets pr- like set up earlier on. Yeah. Like he finds the tickets to the fucking party. I don't think they talk about the party ever. It's just like, oh, I found these things in her bag. What could this be? Oh, it's a party. That's going to come in useful later on when we need to go. So I think computer? that might be, I think that might be, um, Due to the way the books are written, okay. Um, so yeah. I, the the books are kind of like uh, each chapter is um, self contained, mm. and the, and they kind of reference things from previous chapters and and jokes that get set up in one chapter get paid off in another. But they are designed, or they, they kind of feel self as as these self contained chapters. So I don't know how well the that book translates. Was written to be a movie, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I you know I wonder if that would have translated better to being like TV, I was right? That, like like, like if, this, if you if did have like, self contained episodes. If this was like what's that no. show about the dog? Uh, the guy that has oh, oh, Wilfred. 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 Wilfred, yeah. If this was like, yeah, Wilfred. no, this definitely feels like it should have been a show. Maybe like it's no. the, the, the yeah, setup. I, I I agree with that. Like different antics every episode. A reality TV show where they're <laughs> <laughs> that almost got you. <laughs> and then like, yeah, Hang on a minute, where they live with a kangaroo. Um, like, cause um, yeah, I just some bits yeah. of it remind me of like um young ones as well. Like, yeah, mm. no, a hundred percent. Like this and uh, like that meandering form would. With with jokes would pay a lot better to my mind if it was twenty to thirty minutes long. Yeah. Um, yeah. And shit, yeah, young ones would be a fantastic analogy for it, uh, because that's a hell of a lot of the same sort of archetypes were in that. Because like, what Neil was the hippie, you had an anarchist, you had a fucking punk, and then who was the fourth guy? Short dude. Oh yeah, the yeah he was like the he always like wore the a suit. Ross. Yeah, he was like he wasn't he, was, he, he wasn't was, like a corporate dude, but he was something. He was always like trying to hustle and do stuff yeah, and make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the grind. Oh my god, hundred percent. Keep it real. He was on the grind, man. Mm. <laughs> I should rewatch things. I, I appreciate you showing this, Tom. Do you find having watched it now twice? Is there anything in there you're like, no, oh, that needs to be cut? Or this is the third time I've seen it. Um, <laughs> oh well, now having having watched it the third time, do you find that? 
in fact, nothing needs to be cut. I, really, I, I quite like it, you know. Um, you know, some of the um, some of the lines you feel like, oh, that's that's a bit too on the nose. But then, how much of that is the translation as yeah, well? You know, mm. um, I, I enjoy it. I think it's fun. I think it's a good romp. Mm. Mm. I don't like the romance story. I don't feel like there's a need for it. The good, I mean, I think the good thing about the romance story is it never really pays off, right? Yeah. Like, but it, it seems like it's really, really integral to a lot of like. Like what I the just felt like they about. kept coming back to it yeah. too often for, and for no progress to be made. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like, I'm cool with you doing this, mm. but like, I, I thought the way it ended was fun. It's like, see you around. It's yeah. like, well, maybe, but yeah, could you have cut out a, a bunch of their interactions in between where he was just being awkward? Like, I mean, this, this is a, a, a question that, that comes back, you know, that comes into a lot of, you know, discussions around, and, around movies and television shows and all of that. And it's like, does everything really need a romance subplot? Um, but then... For some people, it kind of does because some people, it's not like they're not going to see a piece of art. They're just like, I just want to go fucking see the movie where the you know yeah the good guy goes does the good thing and then like they get the girl or whatever the fuck it is. I want to just see my movie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but oh, is there anything you think? I, I think I well I I think I I do think on that right. Like we're playing this is a film that's playing with genre as well, right? Yeah. So it's like like we we kind of need to do that. We need to have that as part of it if we're gonna if we're gonna make. You know this kind of movie, and it did try and subvert. You need that bit in there. Expectations yeah. in a more conventional film. Ah, real Reese Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Rian, Rian Johnson. Rian. Oh, Rian my bad. Johnson, my bad. So the sorry. archetype. Uh, the greatest writer in all of Star Wars history. Not at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in a more conventional film, they would have ended up together. Mm. Uh, they would have all lived a happy family with their kangaroo and their small child. Mm. living in a larger apartment together, mm. you know, perhaps they knock through some walls in their apartments and, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, that didn't happen. So it, it sort of, yeah. it's, it, it played around it's, it's, with it. It's, maybe it's not the most tactful lampshading of oh, that. Oh, no, but I don't you know, think, I think so. it fits. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, it would have been nicer if the movie was, and I know this doesn't make sense because obviously the book is written by this guy mm. and it's a stand-in for this guy and it's his relationship with Kangaroo. But if it was that entire ensemble from the apartment and it was about them more in general, mm-hmm. it was far more an ensemble movie. Mm. I think I would have liked it more. Yeah, they were all like, all the other they surrounding were characters. characters were very interesting. Mm. Even That's Jesus, true. who had like two lines, I was like, I, 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 he's not an annoying kid. I don't mind a kid that's not annoying in a, in a movie. Which is why I like, I gravitate towards like a TV show and like Hell a yeah. lot young ones kind of vibe. Cause I am, it's like an ensemble. Like mm, in my mm. mind, I'm like, this should be an ensemble and I'm interested in like the kangaroos there. And that's interesting. But ultimately we we come back for the ensemble as well. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I'm going to be uh, heading to the theaters this August to see Kangaroo Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it coming out in August? Yeah, August oh, 2022. Fucking Very soon. How much is it going to be about the fucking pandemic? <laughs> That's a good question. I wouldn't have thought so, given it's based on the second book, right? Like, oh, so it's not. Yeah. So, so, so this is actually based. So this is like kind of the through line of the first. book? I think so. I think I think it's supposed to be. Um, I, uh, one, the one thing we didn't see apparently is there's a post credit scene where a penguin shows up, um, as as the neighbor. Okay. Also picking on Antarctica. Which, Which we own a third of. See, that's <laughs> that's very interesting because the penguin has to. It's it's relocated because of global mm. warming because its home doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Well, let's not think, talk about global warming. Think Alex sheeple. doesn't believe in that. I believe in global warming. <laughs> but, uh, the the oh, penguin showing up is also what happens at the end of the first book. So, I, and I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what the. Is, plot that, is, is that a end, Wallace but, and um, Gromit reference? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if they're taking other animals from other cultures and like, weaving I just it into really the story. I really love how like personally attached, like 
Like every ca- use of a kangaroo in media has to pass through you is very funny to me. No, just like, oh, you can't really pick on us for what have what have we ever done anything wrong? You know, if it was a uh, like a uh, one of those bald eagles, those bald tailed eagles that you see in like America, like in yeah. the Oval Office thing, I don't know would they be saying some commentary on the US and would be sort of remarking on that? But maybe but no. that's maybe that's why it's the kangaroo because then it's it's like it's an animal that they're not making a comment with it's just there it can be more about what the animal says and not what the animal is the film's called the kangaroo chronicles right. i think it's pretty the kangaroo being well then very you, quintessential then what do you think it was i don't know this is the problem <laughs> so is this a problem you've got or the movie's got uh, a little bit of column a, a little bit of column b uh, i think i like unpacking so i'm not i'm not specifically trying to have a crack at you i now find it more interesting because to me it's just like oh whatever i'm, I'm fine to be like well, whatever let it go but i, I can get, also appreciate that it's something it that go. can be really really buggy <laughs> I, yeah. I i i think when you do choose an animal like this you immediately at the start are like all right what are they trying to say about mm. this country yes. that he's representing this country Especially, but i think yeah. very quickly in this like you can you can discount that if it is like say this movie and you're like it is just a comedic choice for comedic sake but yeah you, certain animals like the bald eagle like kangaroos do bring with it it's like oh they they might be trying to say it is representing a country it might be trying mm. to say something i don't think it is in this case and i no. I, I love how offended you got of it <laughs> it's very funny but i do yeah you they can have weight when you use mm. these animals mm. i just don't think it did this time and There's I think a you're whole fucking lot of insane. Imagine there. if they just kept bringing in more and more different animals from different continents. Like there was just like a, a gorilla. Well, the penguin, I'm happy with coming in because it's another culture. Bring a silverback gorilla. Yeah, what's it? <laughs> the culture <laughs> in Antarctica. What is what what co- what has Antarctica culture got to offer us, Alex? Exactly. We'll find out in the new film. Ah, uh, no answers, just questions. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I like your throwing idea. it out there, seeing if the cat licks it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you do. That's all you Right out there. On the kangaroo. And the cat I starves do. a lot of the time. It is not looking up when Alex is putting it down. <laughs> On the kangaroo, I, I mean, I do have some issues with it. Um, namely, I mean, I first, I thought the animation and the compositing was spectacular. Oh, yes. Like, I think good. fantastic. Yeah, like, sorry, it integrates really well. I think it's talk- fantastic. Yeah, um, it's too furry. It is very furry. It's mm-hmm. very furry for and a not kangaroo. Muscular enough. Well, not muscular enough. Well, enough, and it, it had jump to, enough. And you don't it see it's everywhere. The way it was jumping when it was walking mm. in the sunshine, it was like a couple steps, and then it was and like a, it a need to yeah. jump. It was yeah. like that's not how kangaroo. No. That was weird. But you know like, what? Do you know what it does jump like? It jumps a lot like a bloke in a mocap suit. That's exactly <laughs> how the kangaroo jumps. I did. I did notice in like the very first scene with it when it grabs like the eggs from him and then walks away. Yeah. When it walked away, I was like, what the. F- Fuck is yeah. that? <laughs> Excuse me. It's a bit rough. I mean, but like if you're choosing, <laughs> if you're choosing animals at random, maybe don't pick one that is well known for its yeah. its mode of transport. That is that designed to move yeah. in a specific way that doesn't walk, it doesn't it hop anywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, apart from that, kangaroo fantastically well integrated. And I, I think, like I mean, the behind the scenes that I've heard is that it's a mix of. Uh, motion capture and animation, mm-hmm. and also some physical puppetry I can for like close ups and things like that. Oh, so not for like the tail or anything? Just no, like, just not for, for that. But but just for and and for like when Man. it grabs stuff, hands and things like oh, that. I think yeah. they were practical. That seems like I think that's a technique that's becoming the norm. Is you have a puppet, you'll chuck CGI on the puppet yeah. for stuff like that, and you'll work through that because it's way easier to make it more realistic. Mm. Which I'm so happy yeah. about because can you? And I think like the motion capture is good too because yeah. then you get you get. The sense of of how the body movements moves and stuff in, in, were great, in space, yeah. you know, yeah. and like because this this was always a problem with um with 
CGI characters when they first came onto the scene was how do you make them feel like they have some sort of weight? Well, this was mm. a problem with this is a problem Dobby. that they tried to solve mm. in Roger Rabbit, and it was so much of a fucking pr- hassle that, that yeah, every right. studio since was like, no, nah, we're not going to put the time and effort into that. We'll just CGI it, and mm. you can react to whatever. But I think they absolutely nailed the integration of having a CGI character in a live action film in a way that like you really only see on massively high budget Hollywood features, mm. you know, like, like, thinking, like, like Marvel films, apes, right? Like, uh, you know, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry. That's actually, mm. so, yeah. It, to the point where I didn't even really care. At no, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't it's, it's just a kangaroo, just a kangaroo right? Like, like they do it really well. And the it never lighting f- is spectacular. Like yeah. the integration is, is, Right. It never at any point feels like any of the actors aren't reacting to him or aren't looking at him or yeah. looking somewhere my, else. My only problems with the kangaroo is that it doesn't look like a kangaroo. Not right. that I don't believe it's real. <laughs> I just, it's <laughs> too the, furry. Were the ears too big? The, the head might too have been big. too big. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. muscly enough. Yeah. It wasn't furry. looking at you going, Oi! That's Mate. right. Yeah. Oi! But apart from that, it. I mean, I fully, I fully bought into it <laughs> oh, being now, a real we object. I have another negative. Oh, okay, oh go ahead. Go it's clearly licensed to drive in New South Wales. Oh yeah, right. Which means that it can't drive a car properly because we all know that New South Wales drivers are fucking insane. <laughs> Sorry, take that point that comes um, up. I've driven in Sydney. I I appreciate your I, pain, yeah. but damn, hundred <laughs> percent. Sydney's layout doesn't help. It's insane. It's, it's the layout's insane. hideous. No, yeah. th- it's not their fault at all. <laughs> They're. As we, as the kangaroo says, they are victims of the system. Exactly. <laughs> now, if we had to pick another animal instead of a kangaroo, you're to be so in this bothered film. by this. Oh my okay, gosh. Uh, I've got ca- a koala. <laughs> no. It could be. That'd be so cute. Little it could koala be a bear. a bear. A bear. You know, it could. I'm be anything you can anthropomorphize. Then he'd be mad that it's trying yeah, to be exactly, Paddington. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I would be. Yeah, he'd be furious. Uh, I'm thinking flamingo. No, it couldn't be a flamingo. Yeah, no, Why not? It doesn't work. What, how, could, would a flamingo, a how would a flamingo... <laughs> I don't believe that a flamingo could kick a pug. It wouldn't go very far. They wouldn't don't go anywhere near legs. as far. Um, flamingos... And, the, I mean, the, the good thing about the, the kangaroo is it has a pouch. Emu. 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 This is, I think, I think a, a thing that we haven't yeah. touched on is the kangaroo has a pouch. Pouch is And given that the kangaroo appears to be a kleptomaniac, that comes in... Very handy. You, I was thinking about this. But they don't use this. the chainsaw. They just whip out the chainsaw and go, all right, we'll just leave that there. Yes, it's called when a it visual gag. When it could have been used. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been used to help he their problem. He clearly throws it away. But, you know, they're, they're getting uh, surrounded by these Nazis and he's going to go whole chainsaw massacre on they them. Go not, Mandy on it. They were not, the film went there. They were not Nazis. They were patriots. <laughs> as the film repeatedly said. Uh... What was I going to say? Fuck. You, you interrupted with your insanely good... Logic. Taurus and or <laughs> fucking little side gag thing there. <laughs> I like the movie. Thank you, Dom. You're welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, uh, yet again. <laughs> An interesting thing that I don't think I ever would have looked at to, for two seconds. But That's what I aim to bring. I could have brought in. a very pedestrian, boring movie. I could have brought a movie with subtlety and plot. I could have brought a movie that we had all the answers to. But instead, I've brought you this. What animal would you have and been you happy with, no? I don't know. I just don't know. It's just it's <laughs> it sort of really bamboozled me, this film. What about a sloth? That could work. Because it's not insulting you, but it's insulting the people of South America. But that's okay for you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> not at all to all our South American listeners. Thank you and continue to listen. Uh, <laughs> no, I should complain it's too much like Ice Age. Uh, yeah, well probably, yeah. 
No, I appreciate that, actually. That's a good point, though. Mm. That's why it should stick to being a kangaroo. Yeah, I just think it, 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 it kind of makes sense because you want something you want something that can kind of be, like, human-ish. Yeah. And so right why not size. an why not like And a it's, got, it's got hands. It's got it's hands. Got yeah. hands. Why not monkey? Because it's that's been done. It's been yeah. done. Has it? It's Dunstan banana. checks in. Dunstan d- checks and in. And Kangaroo Chronicles is nice. Dunstan checks in. Yeah. Like, you forgot Dunstan it's checks in. Didn't you? Chronicles begins with C. He's not answering the question. Kangaroo begins with K. In the English I'm pretty sure in German it's all K. Is it all K in German? Okay, well, I'll take that back. Alliteration is the key. I'm Alex, sorry. I didn't want to browbeat you. Into Dom, this. I just look it up. No, it's Dom, thank you, but Alex, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> thank you, Dom. But Alex, maybe let's, let's boost your mood. Talk about what else you've been watching. <laughs> Talk about some stuff you've actually enjoyed. No, listen. Okay, there were things I liked about this film, genuinely, but I did go on a bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> I went on a roller coaster with this film. That's oh, fine. That's, that's fair. I think that's completely fair. Yes, that's, thank that's you. Completely fair. Uh, now I'll just pull up my list of things that I have been watching lately. If we are moving on to that point, in the we are moving. Okay, I'm getting the nod from Morgan. That we, we need it. We on. need to get you on a different. <laughs> uh, You're different getting the nod from Morgan. <laughs> yeah. He explicitly asked you on mic what you've been watching recently. It's all part of the illusion. We need to. We need to. We need to. We need to sedate you. He's not some background <laughs> producer holding up cue cards. Is that he, he Morgan? Asked you a question to your face and you ignored him. Is is that is that right, Morgan? You're not some. You're just not a back. Okay, he gave me the nod. So. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's let's just get the cat out of the. You know, see what it licks up. See what it licks. See what it licks up, indeed. Let's talk Thor: Love and Thunder. Hmm? Oh, I haven't seen it. Is it you good? haven't seen it? Should I watch I it? I also have not seen okay. it. Is it good? Should I watch it, boys? I Wait. almost went and saw it. Wait like, for maybe like when they day. release a director's cut and they haven't confined him to two hours. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. boy! <laughs> I I appreciate the respect for Taika there. That's fair enough. The the, it was the, the pacing on this thing is ma- is fucked. Yeah, so so <laughs> weird, in not in a good way. Okay. And I was saying to Morgan, it felt like something was off for a lot of the mo- like. There was lot yeah. long passages where I was like, I like some of the stuff they're yeah. trying to do. They just. Maybe give him an extra 30 minutes. <laughs> the tone was like, what kind of film does it actually want to be? Mm. Does it want to be a deep character study of Thor and how he deals with loss? Or does it want it to be, you know, this zany screaming goat film? <laughs> like, it just was this sort of weird mix. Yeah, probably, I, knowing I, Taika, probably the goat film. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened. But it was good to see the second best Thor film. So that was good. Second Ooh, best? That's shitting, <laughs> <laughs> that's shitting on Thor Dark World pretty hard there, mate. Deservedly so. <laughs> yeah, so Alex and I have both seen it. We're both... I Thor, okay. Thor Ragnarok rocked my world. That mm. was That is still one of my favourite movies of all time. I think I saw it a total of three or four times in cinemas. Wow. Mm. And I reckon I'm just going to stick to the one for this one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it was a solid six... Yeah, that's say. where I... Uh, 6 to 6.5. Yeah. Uh, welcome to my reaction to most of the Marvel movies. Mm, anyway. <laughs> so there was that. Uh, on the recommendation of a colleague... Mm. I you, you can say my name. No, no, no. <laughs> it's okay. I watched Dreamgirls for the first time. Oh, I've never, I've seen, never seen, seen that. Dreamgirls before. I have in my dreams. I don't even... <laughs> It's a sort of musical. Um, oh, yeah. oh, the one by the girl that did Beyonce's Star Trek. in it. 
Starship Troopers? No, that's no, not. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Beyonce's it's got in Jamie it. Fox. And Jamie Foxx and Jennifer Hudson. And okay. Eddie Murphy. And I actually genuinely enjoyed it. It was a bit long, but I enjoyed it. Is it a must watch? Uh, I think everyone should watch it once and then, you know, get Should I system. watch it? No. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is what. I pre- he's known me long enough. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I watched that. Worth, uh, which is a Netflix film. Was it worth it? I thought so, yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> is it a must watch? No. Should, should I watch it? <laughs> yes. Oh! <laughs> I, I, I this is a great format. Yeah, <laughs> I really like this. It's like. As, as, like, as you said, as Zach asked, should he watch it? I read the figure, an attorney, and I was like, oh, yeah, Zach should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can be pretty selective about. Uh, it's got the Tooch in it? Yes, oh, Stanley Tucci. It's got the Tooch. And Michael Keaton. Uh, it's been upgraded to a Tooch a lawyer? Because I remember watching uh, uh, Spotlight. He's not, no, but and I was like, oh, this is some pretty good Tooch. He's just a concerned citizen. Oh, so it's not like Spotlight Tooch. Well, Michael Keaton is not a media guy in this film, but he's the lawyer in this film. But the, oh, yeah. and the two, Michael Keaton and the two, back together. Yep, back again. Ooh, back again. Back again. Back in the house. Uh, and I've recently finished Search Party, which was a, a film that started a little while, not a film, a TV series that started a little while ago. Uh, would you like to ask your questions? That's what I was Sorry, yes. Uh, is it a must watch? The first season I thought was pretty good. So yeah, I'd say the first season, the other four, not so much. Uh, would I? Should I watch? Was there another one? It's no, must watch. Just it. Did you like it? Is must watch. Should Should, should I watch should, it? Should Zach watch it? I think you should because uh, it sort of deconstructs. I think. I think and culture, sorry. I think. The, I think like. what we're getting caught up on is before there wasn't any explanation. It was just <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> uh, maybe Funke is in it. Yeah. Uh, 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 deconstructs millennial culture. So I think you'd like that very much. Don't ever like. Okay, I'll try it. Are we sure we're not going to run into the Black Mirror problem? Which is You're no. going to have to elaborate. Was, oh, sorry. Yeah, Black Mirror got real <laughs> shit real quick. <laughs> yeah, the last season was not very good. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. They and really ran out of things to say after that they first did. season. They did. Now, Technology. I want to ask you yeah. all the questions. Since we last met, I showed you a film on our uh, Spucky Trap inaugural retreat. Oh, yeah, we oh, watched yeah. Army of Darkness. No, we watched... Uh, well, we did. But, uh, <laughs> which was good. Uh, I, I, quite know, I don't it. know why you're walking into this again, Alex. You know how this is going to end. Um, so I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, which we did speak about when we were <laughs> well, we I, I too watched Alex everything. <laughs> I too watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, and it's quickly become my favourite movie of the year. I yep, think agreed. it's great. Mm. I don't think it's that good. Really? Oh. I think I'm in the same... I really enjoyed it. Mm. I, I, I'd be... I think I'm, I'm still not like everyone... I feel like everyone else has like such... Yeah. Locked in. I'm like, so I, was like, like, I really enjoyed it. It's not... I loved it. It, de- it, it definitely is the funniest movie I've seen in a very long time. And it's mm. certainly got some really, really fantastic emotional hits. But there are problems with it. And not at all. Okay, that's fair. That's <laughs> yeah. completely fair. I, don't I, agree. Respect, I can't pinpoint any problems with that. it. I no. just, I just, I feel like everyone I talk to is so much more jazzed about it than me. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, I enjoyed it. I, I don't have any problems with it. I really enjoyed it. But everyone's like, it's fucking amazing. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I liked like, it. I don't know. About it goes that. everything, everywhere, all at once. In number one, number two, Northman. Number three, unbearable weight of massive talent. Th- that was or I was going to bring that up. That's uh, so, like you yeah. know, that's the top four so oh, far um, this year. See, I'd put Northman above everything. I think I agree with that as a cinematic experience. Fair, fair. Um, but it was really, really fucking fun to see Kung Fu 
back. Yeah, right. <laughs> With I think just the thing random office objects. <laughs> I think I said this to you guys as like a joke, but it's really nice to see a Matrix sequel. That like works, yeah. Tries really hard. I think the thing that, that really struck me about Everything Everywhere was that it just feels like they had such a strong vision and they mm. absolutely nailed yeah. the execution on it. Like, mm. I, I feel like, like, yeah, I, I'm, I, if you can have, I, you know, you can disagree with um, the 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 concept and and you know that that sort of thing and and you can not like the way they went about it, but I feel like you can't fault them for having an execute have, having an idea and going for it, just yeah. just nailing the execution, really yeah. sticking the landing on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and so many like real great characters, and it seems mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Have resonated very broadly. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. It's always really, really super nice mm. to see. But I don't think I've seen or heard anyone do this yet. But it just hits me in the back of my mind that I feel like people are reacting to this to the same way I saw them react to Parasite, and it's not at all. No, on the Parasite. Same par, no, no. Where like mm. I would say Parasite, it's that one of those few transcendental films, which is like. It's this year's, so far it's this year's Palm Springs. You seen Palm Springs? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, I, yeah. That sort of yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I rate it higher than that. I, I think it really, mm. um, I, I don't know. It really struck a nerve mm. for me. I, I, I really, um, I like the heart resonated the with the, with the heart of it in a way that I, I, I didn't with Palm Springs. I thought the nihilism it it, it, it talks about was like was interesting and like. I think that's probably a lot of the reason a lot of people, because I don't know if you guys saw, but in the latest like uh, survey that we did of the Australian census, mm-hmm. census data, we are now a more uh, agnostic country. Yep. Mm-hmm. And looking at this movie, I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense that people might really like, because these are all these questions that potentially you have if you now would consider yourself an agnostic yeah. about yeah. what your I place is in the universe and what it means and all these different things that co- crop Bagels up. Bagels are good. Bagels yeah. are good. I think the thing for me um, is is fundamentally, like like this film deals with some like big concepts, but fundamentally it's quite a small story, yeah, right? It and is. It's yeah. just about the relationship between a mother and a daughter. There's no and sky beams or yeah, end of the world. And I think that, that's something that I really appreciate in a film. Yeah. Like I'm not a huge fan of no. of massive films with huge worlds and, mm. and I really, really appreciate a, a tiny, tiny story. Mm-hmm. And I think at the core, this is a tiny, tiny story. Yeah. And I really I think, like that. I think it's more story with um, a grand scope, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah one of the first things I said when I was discussing this movie, I'm like, is like, it's it's the same. It's a story that we've seen before. It's it's, it's literally they just went, how can we tell it in the most different way than this story's ever been told before? Yeah. And they did. Like, it's it's not an unfamiliar territory. Yeah. It's just the way they approach it that's so interesting and fun and different. But also, yep. I think visceral, and I yeah. think that's mm. what makes it resonate with people. Is I I think that you know. Um, yes, it's all dressed up and very, but I think from like a sitting there watching it in the theater sort of perspective, it feels to me like, like I feel like there are certain movies that are less kind of plot driven and more experiential. Like, like you just have to experience them and let them wash over you. Uh, And I think it's coming out soon. (laughs) (laughs) But I think this falls into, and and I think I, and I like those films for different reasons. And I Hmm. think, Films are um, constructed in that way for different reasons. But I think that this one in particular, it it felt very, um, it it felt like it resonated a lot in in that kind of way. Um, Just kind of having it wash over you. And I think think for that reason, it it 
feels um, yeah much more much more visceral than a lot of other tellings of this same story. I, I think like uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is another film mm. that I think it it, it 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 and it's different in the way of it, in the mm. way it's constructed. But I think it, you still have that same experience of it's a film that kind of washes over you yes. rather than a film that you kind of sit down and. and in, you know, intently watch mm. while you're following all the plot lines. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think... Again, another very small and story as and well. Another really small story yeah. and, an, and another film that doesn't exactly tell any sort of new story. No, 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 but it's, it's Persona. I brought that to the podcast. Oh, Ingmar Bergman's Persona. Persona. Yeah. Oh, you yes. know, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in the same way, it's, it's a film that because of the way it washes over you mm. really I, oh, I think yeah. for some people at least um, mm. resonates quite deeply yeah no no I agree yeah absolutely I um, I, I do appreciate why people like it so much mm. so continue super fucking fun we've, we've sidetracked but continue <gasps> no no back to you you had no a, no all I was going to say is I showed you Aliens one of my uh, completely different film than Portrait of a Lady on Fire or True. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. But I showed you it. It's one of my all-time favourites. Oh, uh, so if you don't bring it up, then I will be mad. Okay, so continue. Go around well, the you've circle. you've already brought it up, so I don't know. No, 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 no. About yeah, what no, you thought like about it. Talked Go about around. It, so. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll say. Whip around. Um, I recently watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Which oh, <laughs> great, <laughs> great film. I've also seen that. It's very good. Which was, um, it's better than it. Far better than it had any right to be. Correct. Uh, <laughs> That chemistry between those two is mm, mm. is great, and the little Paddington two nod, completely understand. <laughs> yep, I also absolutely adore the fact that, like, they had to work hard to get Nicolas Cage for that. Mm. Like, they wrote the movie, and then they were like, "Let's get." It's not like a studio developed this with no. Nicolas Cage in mind. No, no, no. It's like, okay, we've written this movie about Nicolas Cage. Now, how do we get him in there? <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, I've just been re-watching a whole bunch of shit. I watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, but then I watched the old British series, mm-hmm. the TV show that it's based on with Alec Guinness. Oh, yeah. Very boring, but for some reason I fucking loved it because it's so removed from what TV is now. Oh, so it's like watching, like, like looking at archaic cave paintings and looking at a Van Gogh. <laughs> it's like, man, it, oh, fascinating. How did we get from here to here? Because um, it's just so dull and everything mm. is, it's it's a, stage, it's a stage play. Mm. Um, and so all the, the cameras are just stationary and everyone speaks very clear and no one's cutting each other off. Uh, but it's still a kind of interesting spy story. Um, I watched, I finished Outer Range, which finished a while back, a while back, but people have now been telling me to go watch Yellowstone. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I want to go, I want to yeah, go Yellowstone and watch that. A whole bunch. Um, and I watched the Sherlock Holmes movies again. Those were well, we great. did, didn't we? Hell yeah. On the retreat. Yeah. Good movie. Where we also watched oh, good. Aliens. Um, <laughs> I had something else. Oh, The Boys has been fucking solid. Mm. This season has been awesome. I've been so fucking about The Boys. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, British Utopia. Finished British yes, Utopia. really good. Nice. I quite like that. Which, in retrospect, is quite a bit better than the American Utopia. Yep. Are we talking about... Because there's a several shows called Utopia. And very strange yeah. from the Australian Utopia. Yeah. <laughs> very, very different. different. Very different from the Very Australian. different spin. Very different, very spin. different spin. But I appreciate that they did it. <laughs> 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 where is Jessica Hyde? Where's Je- where is Jessica? Oi, where's Jessica Hyde, mate? Yeah, Which where? could be <laughs> right? Oath, mate. Cover. Where's uh, where's oh, Jessica fuck Hyde? Sick. <laughs> um, and and I also watched another show that was made by the same people who made Utopia, like the British guys. Yeah, called The Third Day with uh, Jude Law. It's a HBO oh, yeah. show, and like strange, but real, like 
very much up my alley. Mm. Uh, and like, you know, it's six hour long episodes and the first three are to do with Jude Law. Um, really long, but I kind of fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. And really kind of interesting story. Uh, weird mystery horror vibes. Oh, I like that. But yeah, it's apparently they shot like the whole thing with Jude Law across the, uh, a 12 hour day, I think. Oh, wow. They turned that into wow. three episodes. Okay. Something like that. Um, but good show. If you mm. liked Utopia, you liked especially the style of Utopia. Yeah. And like, I think Christabel does the music for this show as well. Okay, excellent. Uh, so maybe like watch the first 20 minutes of this, this the third day on HBO or, or uh, Binge or something. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on Binge. Uh, give it a crack. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Dom? Unbearable weight of mess Unbearable weight of mess talent. Oh, I saw Lightyear. Oh, oh my God. did you I ever see that? Last that? Last nice. Did. How was that? I really enjoyed it. Of and course. as someone who fucking loved... Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? It's so like you to just throw money out at Disney. Just take all my money. <laughs> take it all. <laughs> I know people make fun of like What's the best the, joke you've ever made. The concept. <laughs> <laughs> I know people. Typical. I know so like good. the internet's been making fun of it, but it I really l- like oh. the concept of this is a movie based on the actual person that the fictional toy is based yeah. on. You know? yeah. Like, like I think that's a great idea. For yeah, no, I was so about it. Like, I'm, it's, I'm so into it. So it was a good. I do want to yeah, see it. Yeah, I, I fucking I frothed it. Uh, there's so much about it that's like all cookie cutter, but it's Pixar's. They nailed it. Um, and there's one of like honestly, there's something in it that almost rivals Baby Yoda for cu- cuteness. And I was Is like, the damn, cat? yeah, the cat, genius right. piece of fucking marketing. And it does some great. You would love it. You would fucking adore this cat. Why? Uh, the other complaint from the you? internet was that Lightyear looked like he was a cop. Yeah, but he is a space. He is cop, a space. So cop. I, don't, a space I don't, cop. don't get that criticism. Uh, and there's also like a ton of references in there to Toy Story 2, but specifically the parts of Toy Story 2 that deal with Buzz Lightyear and Zerg and the and the <sighs> fucking uh, video game. And I was watching it going, I know why he's flipping over. Zerg. <gasps> it was great. It was great for me personally because I just forgot how much I watched Toy Story 2 as a kid. So I think I'll just watch all the Toy Stories again and then I'll watch Lightyear. Lightyear. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it, yeah. And Norris, I think it would break into your cold, dead heart. <laughs> okay, no, <dude. laughs> Morgan, I don't know, you're an enigma. I'm going to watch it. I'm just nice. waiting for it to hit Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so, so am I. I'm not forking out money to Disney. You went and saw... I'm not oh. even... <laughs> That's Marvel. That's different. Speaking (laughs) of Disney Plus, there's new Only Murders in the building. Now, um, they have been coming out week to week. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, we, I sat down to watch it and realised that I couldn't remember anything that happened in season one. So I am now Rude. binging season one again. The chemistry is just so, so good. It's just so good. really enjoying. I'm kind that. of waiting for it to have uh, sort of like a second season blues mm. type, you know, thing. You sometimes you see a good first season, mediocre second season. But I I'm th- not so seeing that with this. I as think the much. thing that I. Um, am learning that I didn't quite clock the first time, mm. but that I'm I'm uh, learning rewatching the first season is that they I mean they clearly wrote the entire thing in one go yeah. um, beforehand as a as a as a cons- as like a what do you call it uh, a, a a single story mm-hmm. and so it was all uh, and so I'm hopeful that that won't happen mm. right yeah, and that, that they've written a a second season that is just as cohesive as the first. Mm. Um, Shall we have our thoughts on who the killer will be before it just Martin Short? No, because I, I because I don't remember what happens. <laughs> I don't have all the facts. Okay. Yeah, but I'm enjoying season hmm. three. Nice. It's good. True. 
Alrighty, I've got a couple of things, I guess. Uh, I do want to touch back on Love and Thunder because uh, I haven't been that excited about a post-credit sequence in a very long time because the first one, um, there was a cameo that they managed to hide that uh, because I've now watched Ted Lasso, I yes. fucking loved. Yep. I thought it was... I'm like, I don't... <laughs> I'm like, I know that guy. Why do I know that guy? He's in Ted Lasso. <laughs> I got like real excited about mm-hmm, it because it was mm-hmm. very secret. I, I assumed Alex also had a very yes, similar reaction. Yes, I did. To I had it. a very similar reaction. So that was that was fun. I just want to touch on that because there's not much to say about that movie except that that thing was. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, of course, I, I watched Aliens. That was fun. Um, fun. I <laughs> One word. You brought it One up. word. <laughs> Alex, I haven't got time. All right, we're yeah. running. We're, we're, we're running. So also, Al- Aliens came out so long yeah. ago. I know. Who like, cares? is it really that important <laughs> like, anymore? I um, mean, it was okay. Yeah. Army, Army of Darkness. That past. was great. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I saw Elvis. Oh, yeah. um, how was that? I I've really liked it. Several people say Elvis was a good time. I really liked it. the The same thing, and I've had this many is like it's long, mm. but and but everyone is like it's long, but it's good. And I can't think of anything that I probably would have cut. It's just you have to. It's, it's long, but it's mm. good. I had that exact same reaction to House of Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's a f- interesting. Like I, I feel like yeah, I knew who Elvis was. I knew he was successful, but mm-hmm. there was just so much I didn't know, like why or how or like what his. Yep. White light. And I'm like, I knew he had a bad end to his life. I'm like, how did he get there? What happened? I thought that. But no, mm. there's Those a lot more to it, which is interesting. Two uh, peanut butter, bacon, and jelly sandwiches a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, 15 television. A couple yeah, of TV shows. Boy season three. I'm about to finish that. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Really enjoying Miss Marvel. Like, I'm not like every mm. other Marvel show, I'm like, I'm watching it week to week. We're, think, we're kind of like missing it and maybe watching like two episodes at a time. But I love every episode. Mm. Like, I'm really enjoying It's different. They like the latest episode. Like um, they did a thing where, like, and I'm, I think I've seen stuff in the next episode where it's just set all set in period piece, and we're mm-hmm. learning about like the the like how all these like um, the, the people from India will move to Pakistan, and I'm like, this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, it's I'm I'm enjoying it. A and brutal b- time. <laughs> it's uh it's very different. Um, Stranger Things that happened, but the internet's already all over that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm working through Peaky Blinders season six. Um, nothing too much to say about that. I think it's all just building. I, up for I the tried movie. to start rewatching it, and I got to about the third season, and I'm like, okay, I'm tired of Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. It's still great, but I'm not going to go through yeah. season six. I think the latest season is it's all build up for the movie. I think mm. like uh, finished Umbrella Academy season three, which was uh, I'm pretty good with that. How that I'm ended? I'm happy with it. Yeah. I, I think it dipped in the middle a bit there, but um, it picked up at the end. So that's all that matters. And the other thing is, I just want to talk about, so this is two things, but I'll talk about the documentary first. Ooh. Watch a documentary called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. And it's about the beginnings of FLDS, the Fundamental Latter-day Saints Church. Oh, yes. The fundamentalism version. So we watched that. But also a new show has just come out on Disney Plus called Under the Banner of Heaven. Mm. It stars Andrew Garfield, a bunch of other people, the uh, Ben White or whatever who plays Captain America, um, Sam Worthington in his other acting gig that is anything that is an avatar. Mm. But it's a, it's like it's Sorry, set Ben White, Captain. Do you mean Chris Evans? No, the new he was in the TV show. He played the replacement Captain America who went right. crazy. Okay. Um, and he he does it pretty similar in this. But it's like yeah, uh, Andrew Garfield plays like this Mormon cop in this Mormon town, and there's like a murder. And then it's also about this like prominent Mormons families like fall into fundamentalism. And it's really interesting because they tell it in like flashbacks, but then they also flash back to like when Mormonism was starting and like, and then like doing all this, like, Oh, this, you can, it's seeing how like like, true detective. It's very interesting. And it's about him. Like he's questioning his Mormon beliefs and it's talking about how like the Mormon, like current Mormonism has changed. But then like this family's like, but like back in the day, they you get into the fundamentalism. Mm. Very interesting. And I think there's only like six or seven episodes. There are along, 
really enjoying it because it's also got the murder mystery vibe in there. Yep. I don't know. I I, I highly recommend it. I, I also f- I'm I find it interesting because I'm l- learning about this religion and like mm. I I think my only experience through it is like Book of Mormon and mm. like maybe Hell some yeah. South Park stuff. Like I don't have a lot of so like hearing all this stuff super interesting. Like yeah. it's just not something I'm uh, like across. Mm. So I thought that I think that's very interesting. And yeah, the performances are great as well. Tom, is there anything else you want to mention on this is, this is on your I've been your watching episode. the blacklist. It's real Hell good. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Black You've got to update Black me more about that. continues to be a terrible show carried entirely by James, James Spader. Um, Are you talking about like post uh, post Lizzie? Post no. post the it first was, was 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, and no, no. Sorry. To be not, fair, not the, the James Cat. Oh, because sorry. last time we were speaking about the blacklist, you were talking to me because I had stopped oh, watching yeah, it sure, sure, sure. well mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. the secondary, well, before that actress had left. Yes. So you yeah. were telling me about the post- <laughs> oh god! And the insanity so of what those seasons were, and I just couldn't believe what so you were telling we're in me. The, we're in the and first, it took like a fifteen-minute conversation for me to loop back around to. So when you say, you know, this person is this person, do you actually mean this? And you were like, no, no, no. I mean what I'm telling you, and I was I like, mean what, what I are say. you? So what, which <laughs> so sounds like crypto. The but problem I don't is, spoil it here's me. the problem. Right, is at the end of the last season. Yeah. Um. Megan Boone, who plays the character Elizabeth Keane, who is arguably like she's, su- she's I mean James Spade is the main character, but she's kind of supposed to be the main character. Yeah, she, of yeah, this yeah, yeah, absolutely. Show. She's the daughter, um, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. She's the yeah. Um, she anyway, she decides she doesn't want to do the show anymore. Fair enough. They they kill off her character, and then we have a great first like five or six episodes of the next season where they just kind of go back to like. You know, there's a bit of like, oh, there's been like a time jump and all of this, but they kind of, they get the gang back together and it's like, great, we're just doing the blacklist again. We're going to do Monster of the Week. We bring in a bad guy. Supernatural one to five, baby. And then fucking Reddington decides that he needs to find out who killed Elizabeth Keene. And it's so fucking dull again, because it's like, we stopped, (laughs) you made us not give a shit about her because you knew you were going to write her out of the show. So you, you, you made her a character that we don't like and then you killed her off and we don't care about her anymore. And so now they're coming back to it and they're focusing on it. And I just, I do not give a shit. I just want to see all the cool criminals. (laughs) I have a question, Dom. Yes. Does this mean you're in? <laughs> you're invested? I'm so invested. You're so invested. <laughs> right. So I've done a good job. <laughs> they got you. <laughs> I just, I just, I do not care what happened to Elizabeth at this point. Oh, okay. I yeah. don't, like, yeah. they, they, they made a big show of just dropping that entire storyline. They build it all up and then like, oh shit, Megan's leaving. Bye. And then I just, I don't want to revisit it. Like, just move on. Do you know what I watched recently again? Firefly? Can you imagine if we got like seven seasons of Firefly? What a fucking nightmare that would have turned into. <laughs> the amount of stories we'd have gotten. Huh? Huh? Am I right, Nosh? You're looking around like, oh my God. No, I'm, I'm content you know. with where Firefly in, like, <laughs> left. I don't think we need to get Joss Whedon back and do any more, okay? I think that's fine. It'll stay there. I think it's now time for us all to bounce off, bounce walk off into the <sighs> sunset. Oh, Shall we? What a spectacular, spectacular segue. And off we bounce. Thank you, Dom, for coming on today. Thank you for... Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy you, coming Dom. in here and showing your movie, even if Zach doesn't like it. Yeah, I hated it. It was terrible. <laughs> Next time, can you bring a Japanese horror movie, please? You know what? Just for you, deal. Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. I think I'm coming down with something. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. We'll all self-isolate together. You have seven days to die. <laughs>
with that, we'll be back next time with uh, uh, another dealer and another choice. Indeed. And uh, until then, um, something in German, I guess. I don't know. Anyone know any German expressions? A Wiedersehen. Okay. No. This has been a Sparky Trap Radio production. For more Sparky Trap Radio content, please head to sparkytrap.com.